Garbage is Served is a not-safe-for-work podcast addressing controversial topics in the U.S., like baby boomer fragility and abstinence-only education that are guaranteed to ruin your family dinners. Each episode focuses on some of your family's regrettable misconceptions that your hosts, Jesse and Keeley, take to task. Jesse, how are you? I am here right now on this beautiful Sunday morning. Aww. What's the weather like in Chicago? It's 91 degrees. It's very fucking hot and it's very sunny. What's the weather like there? It is 91 degrees and it's very fucking hot and sunny. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) We do have some cloud coverage, so that's nice. If I don't go like outside before 7.30 a.m., it's very likely that I will not go outside for the rest of the day until after maybe 7 p.m. It's just so hot. I walked the dog this morning when I woke up and I threw on a pair of pants uh, just because that's like what was available to me. And I was just like sweating, just like walking (laughs) a few like houses away from mine and I felt disgusting and unfortunately other people were out and they saw me so they must hate you now they do hate me and I think that they're really glad that I'm leaving Chicago (laughs) oh no I know that's not true I'm sure your neighbors love you yeah you know Mm. (laughs) I really quick you made me think about the story of mine from earlier this week it'll be really quick I swear draw it out make it okay let me go see as long as I can go it was Wednesday at approximately 5 p.m central standard time (laughs) and I finished up my work day and I was going to rush to this physical therapist appointment it's my second in-person physical therapy appointment for my neck because I have chronic issues and it's been like hard to work. So I was like, I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to go in person. And after the third in-person event, I don't have to go into the office. I can do like telemedicine with them, but they have to like feel my body. So whatever, I was going to go there. And because I had to like dress up for work that day, because I had a big meeting, I wanted to change clothes before I went to the physical therapist. I was running late. And for some reason, I put on a pair of tight skinny jeans. And so not only was I drenched by sweat, but by the time I got there, because my car was a thousand degrees, I get there (laughs) and I can't move for my physical therapy appointment. And like, I was supposed to go on my hands and knees and do like stretches. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. Right Could now. you give me like a gown to wear? <laughs> I know, like, but enough about our pants. We're here to talk about cougars. Cougars. The Eastern cougars, right? That need to be reintroduced to the Americas to keep down the white tailed deer population. Yes, exactly. We are talking about large felines today. Prepare for a deep dive into like environmentalism and preservation. Because we are certainly experts. I was going to say, I'm really looking forward to talking about cougars today because we have not been podcasting with regularity. Even though we were doing quarantine updates, it's just been really hard and not, I think, because either of us are like too busy to record. It's just like really hard to think about anything these days. And so this is taking us forever. Oh, for sure. Cougars is something that I feel like will brighten my day. I hope so. It, yes. I mean, the felines, but also the human cougars, The right? human cougars. Yes. The feline-human hybrids. Cougars. Like centaurs. There's probably some Star Trek alien that is like a human (laughs) cougar. I don't know what it is yet. I'll let you know when I find out. We're talking about cougars. Yes, the human ones. The human ones. Yes. Why are we talking about cougars? 
I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember why we chose this topic, though I'm glad we did. Same. Well, I guess maybe a better question is because I, I think I ask that of us like every episode and the whys of what we do should never be investigated. <laughs> so instead of that question, I'm going to ask, why is our cougars interesting to us? Why is this concept, this topic, this idea interesting to us? Well, I don't want to necessarily speak for both of us right now, but I think I'm going to anyways and then you can say whether or not you agree. I'm just going to go on a limb here. I think that cougars are interesting to us because of like how you and I think of like heteropatriarchy and heterosexism and gender norms. And I feel like the concept of an older woman dating a younger man is mainstream, but it also just like disobeys so many gender expectations that it's really fascinating. Essentially, it's a bit more normalized for men to be attracted to younger women and vice versa, that's a little bit more controversial. Even if it is, people certainly do it, but it is a bit more controversial. Right, and I think that inherent in the idea, it's somehow abnormal or like you said, controversial for an older woman to date a younger man. The idea that women are undesirable after a certain age, that younger women are the standard, and once you age, like you're basically trash. Right, you have your last fuckable day is I think the the popular term (laughs) that people use. I've never heard that, but... So there is a there's a a purely white woman sketch that I will send to you and it's like Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, and it's they're celebrating, I think, Amy Schumer's last fuckable day as a woman in Hollywood, because in Hollywood you get to a certain age, I think it's thirty-two, and then you can only play the hag. You can't be I'm about to turn thirty-two. This is really good. What's interesting to the last fuckable day is that in media, we oftentimes, and you said a little bit of this earlier, like we see these men who date women that are 15, 20 years younger than them regularly, but we don't see that the other way around. When there is like a significant age gap more than even 20 years, like if if a guy is like super fucking old and like, you know, has one foot in the grave and he's dating like a 20 year old (laughs) model, we just assume that that woman is a gold digger. But like Mm. when it comes to younger men dating older women I feel like we just like don't even understand why like as a society not like me and you personally but like (laughs) we yeah we can't grapple with that idea we also maybe like just like don't see women as powerful or as holding wealth in that same way where we're Mm. not like well that young man's a gold digger in the idea of a young man or sorry of a young woman dating oh this is all so hetero also I know (laughs) that theme's gonna come up but it's it's different from how we usually approach things and I feel like we're gonna to be maybe heteronormative even more we're gonna lean in on this like the good white women we are that's right hashtag lean in hashtag lean in thanks Sheryl Sandberg (laughs) maybe you should get some more fat checkers on Facebook so you were saying that like in the situation of where a gold digging younger woman is dating an older man she is a gold digger so she's taking advantage of his wealth and his status but when those roles are reversed we can't imagine a woman who would have that wealth and that status to be taken advantage of right I also like that you say status I don't think I've ever heard you say that word before and I didn't know you pronounced it that way I I think I usually do say status I don't know what happened (laughs) it's not like I moved to Missouri where more people say status so ultimately what we're saying is cougarism can we say that I mean, we we can say whatever we want. That's right. It breaks social norms. Um, we're doing great. 
We're doing so well. I've laughed more in the past 10 minutes than I have maybe in the past 48 hours. So I thought you were going to say 10 weeks, but no, because I went camping with you in that 10 weeks. We did. Yeah. So yeah, so it breaks social norms when women date younger men. And to dig into that just a little bit deeper, you can't see all the wonderful hand motions that I'm doing because this is a recording. It challenges the idea that older women are undesirable and unattractive. If younger men are dating them, then like they must desire them. Like there must be something in it for them. Older women can't necessarily reproduce. Like they might be past the age of menopause. And so it like also undermines the idea that like you date in this heterosexual world to build a family and to reproduce. In a lot of ways, we think of women as supporting men and men being the breadwinners or whatever but in this scenario where a woman is a cougar she's like supporting him but not in like a housewifey way she's like Mm -hmm. you know maybe like supporting financially or like I don't know sending him to school I don't know how how young this man is I don't understand we don't know this man we don't want to make assumptions about him or his relationship I think he's going to college and his parents aren't supporting him and they don't approve of his relationship and so she's taking (laughs) care of him while also being a career woman so basically she's his mom with added sexual benefits I just made this way weirder but regardless it's an imbalance of power in a way that our society doesn't necessarily like support 100% and I think we focused a lot or some of the things you mentioned were largely uh, like tangible items like finances or general support but I also think the sexual knowledge that this older woman bestowing experience and knowledge onto this younger man is something that we have a hard time grappling with because as you know Jesse women who have sex for the first time are always with an experienced man who show them the way oh my god that's never true but yes uh (laughs) (laughs) so wait I think that's a really nice segue Jesse have you ever been that older woman I feel like I have to answer this question in two parts. No, I have not been. I have not really dated younger people. I have almost exclusively dated people who are older than me. I mean, I have non-seriously been involved, I guess, with like a few people who are younger than me, but not that much younger, right? Because that would be creepy. I'm only 32. No, but... I don't feel like men really know a whole lot. So in terms of like teaching, (laughs) certainly I've done that. What about you? I didn't mean to ask that question in the way that I did. And I'm, but I'm so glad that it happened. Uh, Similarly to you, I mean, I have dated people younger. I've dated people older than me, but generally I don't think I've dated anyone that is four years younger or older than me. That's been my, my parameters that four years. I think I've done like six years in either direction. One of my earliest memories of you, Jesse, was we were both really, really tipsy at a dance event. And you were telling me, and I thought you had either had sex with someone that was like 25 years your senior, or you just had like this sex fantasy. Oh, definitely fantasy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I've never had sex with somebody who is that much older than me, but I did go on a date right before the pandemic happened with someone who was like 15 or 16 years older than me and I had met this person previously like IRL a couple years before because we had like been in the same circle very very briefly and then they had found me on the internet and was like hey we've met I I didn't like really know anything about this person except that like I had remembered thinking that they were cute and when we met in person it was really weird because (laughs) they just seemed so old (laughs) oh no 
uh, and this is maybe, and I don't mean to pry too much, but I'm wondering, is it like physically old or emotionally, mentally old? Oh, both. This person was just like, I don't know how you ask somebody to kiss them. And I'm like, I don't know, like asking people for consent is really fucking basic. And if you're almost 50 and you don't get this, then like, I, I don't know what to tell you. They just seemed their age, whereas before I wouldn't have guessed that that's how old they were. And then it was just like, okay, yeah, you're like in your late 40s. This is happening. Got it. From all of that, we are saying we have dated people a little bit younger and older than us, but we've had these pretty, not strict parameters. It's not been an intentional thing on my part to only date people of a certain age. That's just how it's happened. Um, Maybe it's just unconsciously intentional. I don't know. We can dive into that later. Let's Um, go to therapy. I just had this like little tangent in my brain, Jesse, of a sitcom of you and I going to couples therapy <laughs> together for our podcast. I don't know where that would go, but that'd be interesting. Anyways, my real next question is, would you ever be a cougar? I definitely would. I mean, I don't really like have wealth or status to offer anyone. So I don't know that like anyone would be interested in me being their cougar. <laughs> and as it stands right now, I don't feel old enough because like if I dated someone like 10 years younger, I would fucking hate them. There's just nothing about someone in their early 20s that is even remotely appealing to me. Uh, but yeah, like theoretically, I would for sure. Would you? I think so. No, I'm certainly not opposed to that at all. So another thing that I, I feel like you've told me before, and I feel like I'm putting you on the spot and so <laughs> kind of sorry, but I think it's funny. So just tell me if I need to not. But I feel like you've mentioned to me that people think that you look younger than what you are. And so I'm wondering if you're going to be a particularly good cougar candidate when you get to that 35, 40 mile marker. Oh my God. I mean, I hope so. I definitely, yeah. I mean, like when I was in college, I was getting mistaken for being in like elementary school and junior high. Like I always thought that I could be on uh, To Catch a Predator because (laughs) I always looked like a child. I think I'm finally starting to look more my age, but people certainly don't think I'm older than 30. I still get that I'm in my mid-20s right now, and I am, you know, starting to approach my mid-30s. And so I I hope that that means one day I can be a cougar. Cougar up? Yeah, that's excellent. (laughs) I wanted to mention the first time I heard the term cougar and knew what it meant or figured out that it was a thing in the world. It was my freshman year of college. I went to the vagina monologues, which really opened up my eyes to a lot of new things. And it was the story. And you were in vagina monologues in college, right? I was never in it, but I did go see it several times. Well, didn't you help organize it or something? Weren't you involved? I was not involved in the in, in the vagina monologues at all. <laughs> well, I wasn't either. But <laughs> I had friends who were, if that helps. Yeah. I seem like the type, and so do you. I didn't mean to typecast you, but for some reason, I had this, again, a story in my brain that you partook as someone who presented the vagina monologues. Anyways, there was this one story of this neighborhood gal who is youngish. I don't remember her age, but she like went to visit her neighbor who ended up being this older lesbian. And do you remember I this? I totally remember this story. Yeah. I had generally like good feelings about it at the time thinking like, oh, well, that doesn't sound all that bad because she had a good sexual experience. But then like, I don't think consent was really chatted about. Yeah. I don't think they had the consensual talk about kissing before they kiss. So I don't know if that's what your recollection was, but that was certainly my first understanding of what a cougar was. Yeah, I I think I wouldn't have put that language on it just because in that story, like the characters are queer. And I feel like in 
oh, weird world like cougarism yeah. is something like completely different but I do remember that monologue and I think that it would have been helpful if somebody had talked to me about it afterwards because <laughs> I do have some feelings but we'll save that for therapy too that's a that sounds really good. Maybe I should find what that's actually happened in that story before I bring it up again if it's terribly offensive. No, let's not let's not look into it, but express all of our feelings and opinions on it. Oh, the American way. Yeah. It's really weird, I think, to be researching cougars because obviously every time I like typed in cougars, <laughs> yeah. I could get information about like mountain lions. <laughs> Which I wasn't mad about. It just made it a little confusing. Like, how do you be specific in finding the information that you want? And I think because it's like slang too, like I don't know where a lot of slang comes from, but the best information that I think either of us could find was that the word cougar as a meaning for older women who date younger men came about in the turn of the millennia, specifically in Western Canada, which is, seems weird. But there was a dating website, and I didn't look to see if this still exists, but it was called cougardate.com. Uh, approximately, a cougar is a woman ages 35 to 55, but also older than that. I think like you maybe reach a threshold of age and then like you could be a cougar is it once you get to 35 you're just a cougar if you date someone significantly young old, younger than you yeah I would imagine so because I mean like if you were like 70 and dating like a 40 year old you would still be a cougar right I think so well I think we're playing with this idea that cougars have to be attractive like popular culture oh, so you're saying that 70 year olds aren't attractive. No, I'm saying some people might not think they're attractive there was this one feed that had like eight ways to tell if you're a cougar or not. And one of the things that they suggested was to have had some kind of plastic surgery. But I think that speaks to some of the sites cutting off at age at 55 or even younger because you're obviously not a trap. I'm using air quotes like people know that. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can see your hands. Yeah. But I also want to note that 35 age, because that seems, as people in our 30s, young. it seems really young. <laughs> isn't when you turn 36, isn't that when you, if you're pregnant, you're considered like a, it's a geriatric pregnancy? Yeah, no, at 35, I think, actually, it, which is so weird. I'm struggling to wrap my head around that as someone who's still like, I'm 15, right? Like, I don't know anything. But that also feels like the plight of the millennials where in society at large, people are like, you young millennials in college. And we're like, we're like hitting 40. I don't know what to tell you. We are not children, but everyone just like thinks you are. So yeah, I'm like, oh, I can run for president soon and when am I a cougar and do people think I'm an adult all these important milestones (laughs) it's very confusing but getting back on track we're saying that a cougar is generally a heterosexual woman despite my vaginal monologues experience a heterosexual woman between the ages of 35 plus who dates younger men Yes. And just to like circle back real, real quick. Yeah. I feel like we're talking about this from a very Hollywood perspective because this feels like a very Hollywood term. Accurate. Yes. But I also think that it's like very possible. I don't know. When you watch like reality shows that are about age gap relationships as one does, (laughs) I think that it's also very possible that like 
a lot of people are like not that glamorous or attractive and they're still in these age gap relationships. I don't know if that qualifies as like cougar or not, but more likely the situation is that when younger men date older women, they're like just very normal people. Oh, right. Outside of Hollywood, they're just people with their own relationships. Right. Like they won't necessarily have plastic surgery or be (laughs) like this goddess who looks 20 years younger than they are. But right. Do you think this is a good time to switch to the prevalence of age gap relationships in the real world instead of what it's like in Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, if I say no, will that be like really jarring? No. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I would be totally fine with that. <laughs> Take it away, Keely. Something that you had shared. Well, it's hard to tell because it's been a while since I looked at it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We made these notes like two months we ago. We did. It's been real on and off. But anyways, <laughs> I think in general, 8% of married heterosexual couples can be classified as having a large age gap. And in this instance, a large age gap is considered age differences that are 10 plus years apart. I will say that this study that was similar to a study that I looked at about remarriage rates, we were talking about double standards of women in these different age gap relationships, whether they're cougars or gold diggers. And this Pew Research study was looking at first-time marriages, which indicated that 80% of first-time marriages are between people that have that five-year age gap. So similar to our relationships with our partners, (laughs) we're in the majority. (laughs) But remarriages tend to be quite different. In looking at remarried men, they are much more likely to have a significantly younger spouse. And in this study, that's still 10 years their junior. 20% of men that are remarrying are remarrying women that are at least 10 years their junior. As opposed to women where they have, I don't know, it's just 5% of remarried women have a remarried spouse that is five years, no, that is 10 years younger. I I think like heteronormativity and just thinking about like why somebody would date somebody older or younger than them. And I don't know if I were a woman and I was like remarrying somebody, I don't know. I just, I I think what I'm coming to is that I just feel bad for straight women that they're always just dating men. (laughs) And this data maybe makes me sad for it for a reason that it shouldn't but I'm digressing those two studies were about hetero couples and I think you shared a study that looked at same-sex couples I first wanted to just highlight I think the data on age gaps in folks who are marrying isn't necessarily looking at consent as an impetus for marriage and so I wonder how that factors in since not all marriages are consensual and so I don't know I would just be like curious to look deeper into the data to find out how our like power structures play into how people are married yeah I don't know I have some feelings I guess as I always do it's seems so different for queer folks because well one perhaps like we don't have a lot of data on age gap relationships and queer relationships because marriage hasn't been that legal for very long you know I don't know that like like a lot of people just like don't necessarily want to get married or need to get married or like once you get into alternative relationship structures I think it gets a lot more confusing and like mainstream society just doesn't know how to catalog that but I do think that age gap relationships are more common in queer world Mm -hmm. particularly among men just like the daddy archetype (laughs) is the word that came to my mind no that's great great yeah like the idea of daddies like someone who's older who takes care of you that's a lot more common and you're always like that daddy's daddy 
Always. We're always like that. Oh, every, every time we talk, we can't get past it. I'm definitely it. using language correctly right now. My point is just that it definitely operates differently in queer world than it does in straight world. But what's still really interesting to me is that when I think of age gap relationships in queer world, I automatically think of mm. and like older men and younger men dating because I feel like I see that so like semi-frequently. I see it enough where it feels really normalized to me and it doesn't give me pause in a way that it does in straight world. But I still don't think about it as something that like women do which is just not true like younger women date older women and vice versa all the time and a really great representation of that or like you know the only one that really comes to mind is uh sarah paulson oh right 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 Mm -hmm. i forget her wife's name uh isn't she from how i met your mother yep uh i don't i can see her okay (laughs) what's the one with the guys two and a half men is it that all sitcoms are literally the fucking same to me uh again i'm not in the position to correct you (laughs) here i could this will be easier let me sarah paulson wife cherry jones i thought they were married but maybe not holland taylor yeah that's it do you uh do you see their age gap it's been five oh it's 32 32 years okay i think what's interesting is like we don't see women as being sexually I don't, I don't want to say like promiscuous because we do punish women for being promiscuous, but like sexually active in this way that doesn't revolve around men. And so I feel like people fail to understand queer women in general. And mm-hmm. then with an age gap, you're like, wait, this woman sleeps with other women and this woman is old and still desirable just like completely fucking combusts our brains. It's so other we can't perceive it. We're like, how would anybody want to date this old geriatric woman and that's so fucking terrible it's it's so terrible like everyone is worthy of love and everyone is appealing to someone yeah that's like what we need for validation but but like don't yuck someone's yum yeah right I mean I'll yuck people's yum all the time but like on different things yeah for sure I've actually been confronting a lot of my prejudices recently so (laughs) we can talk more about that later okay we were talking (laughs) therapy therapy You had mentioned some of the shortcomings of these studies. Another thing that uh, the data that I looked at was from like 2013, 2014. And I feel like our generation, of course, a lot of us were marrying back in those years. I think I actually did get married in 2012. Wait. Yeah. Did I? No. No, I didn't. You did not. I got married in 2014. I got married in 2017. Sorry. That was (laughs) (laughs) No, but my point is, my point is, I think millennials are changing marriage, like, the way we do marriage, right? And marriage rates and divorce. And we're just way different than boomers. And I just don't know how generational differences were taken in consideration for these studies. I feel like if we broke it down even more, we'd have different things to talk about, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I was rewatching The Good Wife. I rewatched all seven seasons. Have you seen The Good Wife? <laughs> no, no, you I haven't. We've talked that. about it. <laughs> I know, I'm, I may. It sounds good. <laughs> There's this really great uh, moment in the final season, which is kind of meh, but there's this really great moment where this young person is just like, I'm going to get married. And the boomers on the show are just like, I just don't think that that's a very good idea. Marriage is very serious. And the young people are just like, no, marriage should work for us. Like if we just decide that we don't want to be together anymore, 
we don't have to be like we're not trying to hold each other hostage and then the older person was just like why get married at all and the younger person was just like for tax breaks (laughs) and health (laughs) care benefits right like it was just like this isn't like an institution that feels moral to us it's more like how do we make this fucked up situation advantageous how can we survive the dystopia right marriage marriage do you think that the word cougar is a compliment would I be mad if someone called me a cougar? No. But am I aware of the negative connotations that many people associate with cougar? Yes. Fair. Also, I don't know that anyone would like see you and your partner and be like, <laughs> cougar right there. I'm, I'm talking about in the future, Jesse. <laughs> this <is> theoretical. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, obviously there are some pros and cons. Or people see it in a positive light and others see it in a negative light. What do you think? I don't know if it's a compliment or not. I just like, it's like a label. No, I actually do have feelings about this. I think that it's used to belittle women. I think that if somebody wants to like self-identify as a cougar in the same way that someone would like call themselves like a slut, for example, not that those words mean the same thing, but like as something that's like sort of controversial, I'm like totally here for that. But like, I don't think that generally people describe others as cougars to like assign positive attributes to them I think that Fair. it's like to highlight an abnormality but if we were going to break it down into like positive and negative attributes positive attributes of a cougar would be like that they're independent and they're sexually confident and maybe exploratory because they're like older and more experienced and they're gonna and know like what they teach. want right exactly and they're gonna like teach other people how to fuck or I don't know <laughs> probably wealthy successful in their career full because they're dating someone who's younger than them they have stamina and got a lot of energy um you know probably conventionally attractive in some sense or like in the hollywood sense of what a cougar is on the other hand a negative attribute is that like they're desperate they're trying to reclaim their youth they're very aggressive it could be like kind of a a sad an un- a discomfort with it mm-hmm. i feel for older women who are dating younger men they're taking advantage of maybe yeah that like we don't necessarily assign to older men who date younger women your zaddy is different than your zami <laughs> Can you describe? These aren't words. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything more. But yeah, like someone who's clinging to youth. And I think that the word cougar itself is describing a predator, right? Right. In everyday life, if I were to hear someone use the term cougar, they are instantly otherizing that person in some way. So yeah, I would agree. But I would, when I'm older, maybe cougars do apply. I, I wouldn't mind being called that. You and I are definitely the type of people if someone was like, that person's a cougar, we'd be like, fuck yeah, go eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a perfect scenario. Can we write that down and hopefully that'll come true someday? <laughs> Let's make a pact right now and like in 20 years this will happen and for some reason we will have fallen out of touch <laughs> but we will have uh, we will have buried a time capsule somewhere mm, with yeah. a sign in it and that some something in the universe will bring us together and we'll end up under a tree where we're digging in the ground and we find our time capsule and it all makes sense. And then we'll now. make a documentary about it. A hundred percent and then Disney will make a movie about the documentary. It'll be animated or not. Doesn't Who matter. knows where Disney will be in 20 years? Also, in 20 years, Jesse, we're going to be 51. Yeah, that's weird. 
So that is weird. <laughs> double standards are also weird, and there are lots of double standards for so dating many. Pe- younger people. <laughs> uh, we've touched on these already, but there is certainly a double standard for women in any age, age gap relationship, whether that's the cougar, the older woman, younger man, or the gold digger, younger woman, older man. Yeah, and like it's never about the men in this That's situation. The it's always about labeling the women. <laughs> right. It's never just like, what is a younger man who dates an older woman? What do we call that? In the wild, if the woman right now is representing the cougar, what is the baby cougar? Kit? Is it a kit? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, it? I mean, like, we're really leaning hard into these mommy vibes, though. I, I like it. Well, you got us off on this path. <laughs> I blame you, but I, I consent. So baby cougar name. It's a cub. You're looking this up It right is. Now. Yeah, no, it's a, a, cub. It's a cub. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, that makes sense. I. It's funny because I feel like cub in gay world also means something very different. And so I just, uh, a lot of meanings to these words. Maybe there's an opportunity for us to make a dictionary that's better than Urban Dictionary and less offensive for all of these words. I think that that's a great idea, but we will never do it. No. Because we just won't invest the time or the energy. And you know, language is changing so fast. So fast. Okay, what were you saying about <laughs> double standards? Thinking about the uh, sugar daddies Mm, yeah how that's like sort of the equivalent of a cougar but like sugar daddies are very specifically wealthy and aren't necessarily marrying women they're just like it's like an exchange of goods right more in my eyes whether that's straight or queer but I I can't think of really any real world sugar daddy situations that I'm familiar with And so I'm wondering if that transactional situation is one of those Hollywood examples. And I don't know how it exists in the real world. I don't know. I am more familiar with the sugar daddy transaction in the real world. I definitely think that it's very real. And I think that's why I think it's transactional. And it like is less Hollywood for me. But again, that's like not necessarily about a committed relationship. And I think that because sugar daddy, like being a sugar daddy pivots around the idea that you have wealth. I don't know that like a cougar necessarily does. I think that it's like implied, but isn't real. Like I think that there are plenty of men who are older, who date younger women, who aren't wealthy, who wouldn't fulfill the qualifications of a sugar daddy. And so I don't know like what to call them. And that's where I'm trying to get at. Right. I have this idea of a sugar daddy. It's like who Hefner with all of these young women that he provides for, right? And I don't know anyone in my real life that has that kind of wealth or really that kind of situation, but I am more familiar with these relationships of an older, much older man and a younger woman, but maybe not the wealth. Also, yeah. like Hugh Hefner, he worked those women, right? Like they were working all the fucking time. And he was a horrible, exploitative man, real piece of shit. So, I mean, if he was a sugar, to, I I don't know. If I met someone like him in the wild, I would just be like, go fucking die. And thankfully, he is dead. Let's talk about the travel of blood flow to your genitals. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at here is libido. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah and how yeah. libido factors into our age gap relationship stuff I guess we see like older folks as being less interested in sex which isn't actually true people who live in nursing homes have probably more sex than anyone else but that's fine maybe except like 20 year olds 
Make sure you check out more on this discussion in episode one of Absence Only Until Marriage Education. I'm pretty sure it is in that episode. I could be completely wrong. I remember I us talking about this at some point, whether it was <laughs> recorded or not. We've definitely talked about it. If you have a low sexual libido when you get older, like if you're a male person with a penis, you just like take some Viagra. But we haven't necessarily marketed medications that do the same thing for women and... There's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, we can't even guarantee contraceptive through, contraceptives or healthcare, so we certainly don't have libido-giving drugs. Also, we're like, well, it doesn't actually matter if women enjoy sex or not. Sex just happens to them, right? What is the clitoris? <sighs> Let's just burn this world down. <laughs> yeah, but like, if you're an older woman dating a younger man, we think that younger men have a high sexual libido. Older women don't, but they must if they're in these highly sexual relationships. So, kind of undermines all of our social norms again. You said the term hypersexual, and we've been talking about these relationships with the undertone of sex being the driving force, but that's probably not accurate. And I'm sure there are plenty May-December relationships where sex is part of it, but it's maybe not the strongest. You know, there's an emotional connection there as well. And I mean, sex is exciting and fun to talk about. So I think that's probably why we're focusing on it. And that's why it makes cougars controversial but I just wanted to throw that little tidbit yeah in there. no I'm really glad that you pointed that out I think that that's a misconception too about relationships in general that unless relationships are sexual then like they're not worthy of being relationships or that they're broken or problematic I cannot tell you how many times I've cringed through a movie or a tv show where they're going to therapy about their sex lives or something and I'm just clearly this is something that like most people experience at least in some part of their lives and it makes sense that mm-hmm. sex is not like the single driving force in all all of our lives and it's possible for people to have meaning relationships outside of sex and asexual people exist so many feelings right. so like to reduce relationships down to sexual intimacy only seems actually very stupid and not real that's not how we exist. right yeah I- <laughs> that was a nice little discussion look at hey. us I guess we should start wrapping it up. Did you want to mention how do you plan on ruining family dinners? Well, the first thing that you could do is tell your family while you're eating lasagna that you're in an age gap relationship and see how they respond, especially if you're a woman (laughs) and you're dating a younger man. Yeah, no, that would certainly do it. And I think something that would really make the environment a little bit tense is to call out family members when they talk down to or judge someone else's May-December slash cougar relationship. Unless it's actually a a shitty problematic relationship. Oh yeah, then certainly call it out. I just feel like it's so easy for us to, it feels like low-hanging fruit for people to poke fun at cougar relationships. But I think just like calling out people for being shitty about other people's relationships that they know nothing about. Like, don't judge them. You don't know. Implicit in that is the double standards and like, what are you willing to call out versus what are you okay with? And if those things are misaligned, then you can fuck yourself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, (laughs) I mean, to go off of that, non-consensual relationships are problematic regardless of age gap. When people are criticizing age gap relationships, I don't think that they're like using the words consent. I think that there's like maybe an undertone of that because I don't I don't think that people always care about consent but certainly in your mind and in my mind like consent would be a big part of it but it actually doesn't matter about the ages of the people in the relationship if that doesn't determine consent right right you should just care about whether a relationship is consensual or not regardless of the ages of the people involved 
I mean, certainly if like we're talking about children, that's a different level that I'm not trying to address in this moment. But, you know, you have like Mm -hmm. two adults who are dating each other. One's 30, one's 50. It actually doesn't matter as long as they are all making the decisions that they want to be making. Yeah. Agreed. I got sad. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) This fourth point is still sad, too. Can you talk about that? I kind of don't want to, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I wrote it. I know you did. In thinking about consent, like forcing anyone to be in a relationship or to not be in a relationship, again, regardless of age gap, is just like fucking abusive. So just don't. Period. So like suck on that family eating lasagna. But we do have a few recommendations, right? Overall, date whoever you want and just, you know, work with that person to make sure that that relationship is happy and healthy yeah and like you just want to be in that relationship right going along with that you know encourage others to do the same trying to talk to your friends and family members about happy healthy relationships and yeah and i i know that this is controversial but you are the best judge of your own happiness and well-being so you know what's best for you unless you don't but you probably do You probably do. I heard a quote once that the people that are closest to the problem are the ones that probably know the solutions the best. And you're probably closest to your problems. So you probably know your solutions the best. Yeah, or like what courses of action feel realistic to you. Like everything is technically harm reduction in life. So in the dystopia, (laughs) every choice you make is just harm reduction. Do you have anything happy we can end on? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) 